Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. Another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation, indeed. This is One Man's Opinion. Thank you, one and all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for downloading, subscribing, uh, liking, favoriting, commenting, just listening to the program, sharing it with friends and families and coworkers or people you carpool with or however you listen to the podcast. Appreciate each and every one of you. Remember, this is an uncensored podcast. It is an unfiltered program. What that means, there are no edits. This is all free speech. This is cursing. This is topics that will get you upset. And today, I think I'm going to end up going there. So if you're one of those people and listen, I'm not going to judge you, but you know who you are. You know, you were kind of looking for a fight. You always want to attack somebody who disagrees with you or your way of life. This isn't the show for you. Let's just face it and cut our losses at that point. Okay, folks, this is for the big boys and girls. Thank you. Keep the kids out of the room or anybody you don't want to hear cursing and all that. My name is Chef Mans. In case this is the first show you've listened to, welcome. This is episode 159 of One Man's Opinion. I You can find me weekday afternoon, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87. I host a show called Elite Sports every weekday afternoon, 46 p.m. Eastern time there. I'm also a co-owner and chief content officer over at fantasyguru.com. Seasonal, daily, betting, media, live streams, podcasts, data, Discord, every single thing you need to get an edge on the competition in any form of sports. Hell, if you need to hit, if you're a left-handed hitter, need to find, you need to keep that front shoulder in so you could drive the ball to left field, we can help you out. We have former athletes and all former because we're getting old. What can we say? But we've got people that could help you out in any way, shape, or form, including life. You know, that's something I'm going to attack on this episode. Now, if you are a regular listener of the podcast here, by the way, you could find me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Don't forget. Uh, the 2023 fantasy football draft guide is live at fantasyguru.com. We offer everything. And I want to talk about that because it's draft guide season. Last week I said I promised you I would be bringing you Armando Marsal, Russell Clay, Tyler Beaker. We've had scheduling difficulties. So next week I promise the three amigos and the fourth wheel myself, we will uh, be on the show and promoting all of our thoughts, beliefs, players, analysis, draft guide, tidbits, what we've learned, all that good stuff from the 2023 draft guide at fantasyguru.com. So that will be next week. I am solo today, but I do have a lot to say. You know, some weeks I dive right in. I know on last episode I mentioned that it seems to be getting a good response when I just focus on sports and focus on football. Today I'm I have a lot of football to get to. And I'm going to talk about traps. I'm going to talk about pitfalls. I'm going to talk about rescuing yourself, saving yourself from yourself. All right. That's something I want to talk about. And I have a lot of football. I have notes. I have potential pitfalls of 2023 
the NFL season. I've got teams, players, coaches, leagues, all different kinds of things to bring up on the program today. So thank you for downloading and listening in. We've got that going on. I'll give you an update on the draft guide over at fantasyguru.com. By the way, we do have early bird pricing right now. It's only going to be through the end of June, though. Starting July, prices go up. So we were able to launch at our 2022 prices for the early birds. But you have to get in now. We do still have the 50% off VIP Platinum. So if you're looking to get in... Let's be honest, folks. You're going to get more bang for your buck. You want to be in for DFS. You want to be on for betting. I've never had a losing DFS season in football. Well, that's not fair. Since 2012, when I actually decided to take this seriously and make this a career and pay attention, and not just pay attention, just really learn the ins and outs, I've never had a losing season in DFS. For about three seasons before that, I was a complete losing player. So, and that was a 10, 11 years now of profits. And I've never had a losing season of betting on football, at least since I've been doing this professionally. Betting with my buddies and shit, I have no idea. We never kept records. Once some lost some, I have no idea. But you want those two packages. You want our draft guide. You want to be in the Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championship. The only way to get into that is to buy a ticket, or attend and or attend fantasy football training camp on August 18th of this year. All right. So that is something that's, that's the all in the elite seasonal package over at fantasyguru.com. I mean, all that, that shit right there is like $600 or I think uh, $500 for the year, just the football stuff, maybe more, even early birds, even with promo codes, I think it's still 500. So you can get VIP Platinum for $400 right now, 50% off, Plat50, plat five zero. If you want to pay it off monthly, you could still use it. It goes from $99 a month to $50 a month, $49.99, using that promo code Plat50. So there you go, little ways to get in for cheaper amounts. All right, um, that's where you find me. By now, I feel most of you will get that. I've got a lot to disclose to you and talk about today. So let's dive right into it. I want to talk about pitfalls. I want to talk about not falling in. I want to talk about something that struck me over this last weekend. All right. This is, I've, I stand here today. I stand here today, a changed man. Will it last? Who knows? Can anybody really ever change? Mm, great question. I know I've changed. I've changed in my life several, many times, right? And there are events, my father dying when I was 20 years old or 21 years old, that changed me. I'll never the same, right? After that, things like that, like there are events that change all of us. The hardest thing to do is decide to change, to do it for yourself, not doing it for other people, right? Doing it for yourself. And you know, this has been an absolute fucking chaotic year. Just absolute chaos. You know, started out good, started out well, closing out championships from last season. You know, had a good holiday, started out January fine, everything was all right. Had some issues. Um, my oldest daughter, who, you know, was, was in the hospital, had a pulmonary embolism in March. She had heart surgery three weeks before that. 
then had an embolism, was in a hospital for two weeks, has been recovering ever since. She also graduated college this year. Um, she was feeling sick. What some of you don't know is that same daughter also went through a very, very terrible relationship with her now ex-boyfriend. Um, I've never talked about this on air. I was not going to, but I'm going to just so we're transparent because I think you guys deserve that. Uh, my daughter was hit uh, by this gentleman, ex, this ex-boyfriend. They were on a weekend excursion, you know, 22 years old, and they went on a weekend uh, trip downstate Arizona. And uh, during the course of a little argument, he struck her in the face. Right? She tried to hide it from me, eventually told me, and yeah, I didn't fucking kill him because that's how I've been trained. You don't hit women. You don't hit weak. You don't hit elderly. You don't you don't hit anybody. But my old man didn't teach me don't hit anybody. Taught me you don't hit anybody who doesn't deserve it. But you don't hit women. You don't hit handicapped people. You don't you don't ever get no fight. You don't ever become physical with somebody weaker than you. That's a sign of a pussy. That's a sign of a weak man, right? You don't ever do that. Hopefully you never get to violence, but have I been in fights? Absolutely. You don't, you don't hit people. And this guy did. I not only forgave him, I had the guy at my house many times after that, let him continue dating my daughter. There was another incident where I had to go pick her up from school when she was at his dorm and she got injured that we now later was attested to some aggressive acts. He also cheated on her while she was in the hospital with the embolism, right? He was getting calls from his side piece while at Easter dinner at my home. Now he is, he is nonstop bothering her and trying to contact her, even though she's blocked him and everything else. So we have a real delicate situation on our hands in my household. This has been an ongoing situation. Um, backing up other things that have happened. Um, we had an incident with the Super Bowl. You may notice that like Ted Schuster wasn't on our Super Bowl broadcast back in February. He was at the events, but there were some issues with our uh, sports department not being able to get enough passes and access to everything. And we dealt with that on a professional level. I had to sort of swallow our pride and bite the bullet there. Okay, fine, fine and dandy, no problem. Um, my brother's going through real serious thing. I have a handicapped brother that I am his caretaker for, and he's having surgery within the next week on very serious illness that he's been battling. Um, we had to lay off almost half of our staff here at fantasyguru.com because our venture capitalist company decided to not this said, said, fuck this. I'm not going to, um, not going to fund you guys any more money. And even in your down months, which was a complete shock, it's led to not taking pay from me and some of our other team members and having to lay some people off and, you know, th those types of things. So, and there's many more. I could keep going, but I don't want, this is not about me. 
That's about us. It's about everybody. All right. And something happened. It was Friday's show on Sirius XM. There was a moment there where Ted Schuster, we do a, a segment called Canceled on Friday nights, and Ted brought up somebody who, a former uh Somebody I worked with in the industry worked at a different site. He's since retired and moved on. And I'll suppose, I guess this guy was talking about uh, that we're all stupid for doing colonoscopies. We shouldn't be having colonoscopies at age 40 or 50 or whatever it was. Ted took exception to that. Ted took exception to that because the an early detection colonoscopy probably saved my life. For those who don't know, and you go back and listen to last year's podcast, I had a uh, mass removed from my colon last season that was diagnosed due to a standard colonoscopy. Our My good friend, Ray Flowers, who also works with us, had the exact same situation to happen to him about four or five years ago. My father passed away from colon cancer that would have been, um, he had three forms of cancer. He had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, he had throat cancer, uh, a nodule on the epiglottis. Then he eventually had colon cancer and colon cancers, the surgery that he went in for and that ultimately he didn't, he did not come out of the hospital from. So you could say it's different form of cancer. Fine. But the early detection there would have helped early detection for my dad's lymphoma would have helped. My father waited for my, and I did a whole podcast on this back in the day. Um, and it's right here on the feed. You go back and listen my old, my dad's whole leg had swelled up. Like we didn't go to doctors. You know, we were, my dad was tough or pretended to be tough. He was, he was an old school tough. I don't think that's tough by today's standards. Not caring for yourself and others is not tough in my opinion. And it's something that I wrestle with in my mind about my dad. As tough as he was, and I'll acknowledge that, I think he was very emotionally and mentally weak. That's a shame they didn't live in a different era. Because I think he had it in him, right? But he didn't get to that point, didn't live long enough, died at 64. So, and then Ted's father-in-law, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, is currently has stage three colon cancer. And would have been real great to have known before, but again, didn't go in. So those are our experiences. That was Ted's experience. Ted went at the guy, um, Ted got bombarded with other people and it became a war. Of course, I got dragged into it and I had to say my piece. And really, I probably shouldn't. Right. I really shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't even got involved. I try not to. I've, I've tried really hard to stay away from it. I worked with Tommy G. Tommy and I are still cool despite having very, very, very significant differences on, I guess, ideology, because I'm not a political person. But one thing I notice is that some of you, a lot of you, want to politicize everything, everything. And the easy thing to do is blame it on the other side. And that's what I'm stopping from my point of view. And I'm stopping... I want to stop all that shit. I watched a show called Ted Lasso and it's a show that on Apple TV, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. In fact, I think it's my favorite television show ever. It's only three seasons, which is a bummer. And they ended the program. And it was just, it's such an uplifting 
the character is so amazing in that nothing, no matter what is dealt with, he doesn't doesn't go there, doesn't go down that road. He always stays true to himself. I thought to myself, why can't I do that? Why am I not strong enough to do that? Why am I, why do I get caught up? Why do I let other people constantly move my position? And some of you who've listened to me for years, you're probably like, Jeff, you're, I don't think you are like that. Well, compared to other people, I'm not. I'm pretty fucking strong, willed. I'm very strong, headstrong, as they say. Strong when it comes to my beliefs and things that I know, and I won't be wavered from that. Well, It's what makes me a good analyst and a good fantasy sports player because I don't let the market conditions sway me. But I do. Sometimes I do. I succumb to the pressure, peer pressure, outside pressure. And I think to myself, why the fuck did I do that? Like, why did I mix it up with the whole colon cancer Twitter thing? You're not changing my beliefs. I am not changing your beliefs. So what the fuck are we doing here? Right? And it's a shame because I think that there's a lot of good people. And I'm going to talk a little bit about politics. I know. It's fucking brutal. I know. I know. I'm going to lose my audience, and that's okay. I mean, you know, if you can't accept this, you shouldn't be listening to me anyway. But the bottom line here is your side isn't right. That's it. Well, Jeff, what side are you talking about? Yeah, you don't know. I don't know because you're both wrong. The woke fucks are wrong. The crazy fucking, I don't even want to say it's Trump. You guys are wrong. It's not Trump's fault. It's nobody's, no, it's not Biden. It's not Trump. These are just fucking people. And quite frankly, they're dumb, dumb old fucks. All of them. Not your, not just the other side. No, they're both dumb old fucks. And it's just, we run to it. And we grasp onto what they say and we become caretakers of their message. But, you know, we don't need that, right? Because quite frankly, I've never met a, uh, a hardcore Trump person or a hardcore or uh, Biden person, right? And I have friends on both sides Very that some, a lot of my friends are kind of middle-ish and they don't really, we don't really give a shit one way or another. But I do have some on the extremes, right? And I've never had a problem personally with anybody. Like you form your belief system because of what happened. I think that, you know, and I don't want to talk politics, but everybody politicizes everything. We can't have reasonable discussions anymore. Because the fucking colon cancer thing that killed my father, that almost killed me, is now about, I guess, the government, the government trying to medicate me when I didn't need it. It's like, come on, can we just shut the fuck up? Listen, if you wanted to, if you want to get the shot and the vaccine, go fucking get it. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get it. That's it, dude. You guys don't have to explain yourselves to anybody. We need to trust one another. Trust that you have 
all the information you need to make your decisions. And when you don't, smart, good people will seek out others who do. You'll go to a doctor, you'll Google, whatever it is that your way of life suggests that you, if you don't trust doctors or scientists and your, your friends or somebody who's been through something that you're going through, you know, and you'll do the decision that's right for you. We don't affect each other nearly as much as we think that we do. We think that everything we do, oh, I can't live in an environment like this. Yes, you can. You can. Wokeness does not hurt you. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. Of course, it's fucking ridiculous, right? I mean, the fact that we're talking about who everybody's fucking it, every two minutes is unbelievable. Trans, non-trans, non-binary, uh, you know, this girl's a guy and this guy's a girl and all that. It is nonsense. It's fucking nonsense. Do, how you feel is enough. You feel like you're a girl and you're you know, born a boy or whatever. That's fine. Why the fuck do we care? Why does anybody care? You don't have to. It's not your business. It doesn't hurt us. For those that bring it into sports, you t you care too much about sports that don't matter. What sport is there ever going to be that a somebody who identifies as another sex is going to really impact it? Think about it. Your big go-tos are like the WNBA. It's always about people that were born male, now identify as female, and they crush it in whatever female sport. No offense, but I don't give a fuck about those sports. And it's not that I don't give a fuck about the athletes. or I, I Do what you got to do. But the ratings, we all know we don't care about those sports. But now people are care more about those sports just because they want to fight with the other side. Do you see? It's a fucking cycle that we can't break. If you're shallow enough, if you're pathetic enough to know that you have a physical gift that gives you a massive advantage over another group of people in a sport and you take advantage of it, you're just an asshole. Like if people are actually guys who stink at a sport but want to feel good about themselves and go and crush women in a sport while pretending, or if that's the allegation at least, to be non-binary or identify as a female, then, then, I mean, God, let them. Who gives a shit? That's an asshole. I will give you an example. Here's why it doesn't matter. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, you didn't have to. Lance Armstrong, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Raphael Palmeiro. What do these guys have in common? They all cheated. They all bullshitted us. They all they all got an advantage and dominated it. And what did we do? Ah, you're not going to Hall of Fame. Ah, you're 95 Tour de France's don't mean shit to us. That's what happens. Did they get a short-term win, some contract money? Yeah. But we we watched them. If you want to pay $100, go watch WNBA games and all this shit. Go fucking ahead and go watch you know, somebody soaring from the free throw line and dunk it. Great. But that's the thing. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't 
matter who anybody likes to fuck or suck or finger bang. What difference does any of it make, man? We make so much of it. And it is bullshit. I, I, you know, TV shows and movies have gotten out of control. That's the thing. People, those of you who are on the left, right? I think it's the left, whatever the woke side is. Those Californians, those of you in California, you, you, you wonder why the rest of the world rebelled. Have you seen a television show? Do you know that, what's it? I believe 8% of the world or 10% or less than 10% are gay, 1% are trans, but yet it controls an overwhelming percentage of the discussion. And again, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's not me saying it. That's a fact. And people get tired of that shit. You don't need to, for like, uh, again, I always make the, the comparison when my buddy Rich Ted and I, our buddy Rich, one time when we were 21 years old and we'd go out to fucking ladies night at Oliver's or some shit, you know, whatever it was. And I remember when he wore the cowboy boots, he came in the cowboy boots because they came fashionable in the late 90s. And we just sat there, me, Sean, Ted, we're going, no, no fucking way. No fucking way. These cowboys, what, 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 what? No, we're not fucking around you with it. You don't need to force yourself on the rest of the world. The rest of the world's going to rebel. If uh, if I started just talking about avocados every day, and every day I'm on video and I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, I'm in Discord at FantasyGuru.com, I'm on the radio, I do podcasts, I do appearances, I, I'm way too out there. If I just couldn't stop talking about fucking avocados, eventually – a big segment of you are going to be like, enough with the goddamn fucking avocados. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of hearing about it. You may like guacamole. You may like avocado on your fucking turkey sandwich. But you're going to get sick of it. And that's what's happening. That's why a segment of our population rebelled. Now, should they go to extreme? Fuck no. They're fucking lunatics. Some of these people. No doubt. But that's how dumb we all are. We're all falling for other people's thing. My mission is to fire you guys up, but it's also to tell you that I'm going to be better. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not interested in it. I want to be better. I want everybody to know that listens to this podcast that I really do accept you. If you identify as a male or female or non-binary, they, them, omnisexual, pansexual, I, I approve of you. I trust you. You made the decision for yourself. I don't think it's good. it was an easy decision for anybody to make. I, I accept you. I'm fine with you. Now, if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. No. Uh, yeah. If you know, if you are going to be an asshole and treat other people like an ass, then fuck you. Then you're an asshole. Same thing with the other side. If you spend your whole fucking life bitching about Joe Biden and making fake videos on the Internet because other people are going to like and favorite them. And if you have 19 American flags in the back of your pickup truck for some un 
godly reason, I, I approve of you. I believe something or a series of events have led you to wanting to make the statements that you're making. Now, put the fucking guns away, especially around the kids and in school. Both sides have to be better role models to the, the kids. Raise them however you want, however you feel best, but let's show them how to be good adults, good people. I accept you. Biden fans, I accept you. Trump fans, I accept you. Non-vaxxers, I accept you. Vaxxers, I accept you. That's my personal preference, and that's how I believe in life. I, I will trust you make the decisions for you, but can you make the decision or understand that I probably made the decision that was best for me. And by the way, also one other thing is maybe you didn't, maybe you made the wrong decision and maybe I made the wrong decision and whatever thing we're talking about. And you know, that's okay too. Trying is okay. Trying is fine. Doing the best that we can and making a mistake is fine. Don't do it again and again and again and again. Learn from it, grow from it, change. It's important. And these are life details, but they will make you a better fantasy player. They will make you a better husband or wife, friend, daughter, son, grandson, grandparent, aunt, uncle. Think of how many people don't share holidays together anymore because their political beliefs. What a shame. That is something that I guarantee y'all are going to really regret. I'd do anything. I couldn't give a fuck if my dad was like, Ross Perot, fucking Trump, Biden, fucking, I, I don't even know any other political people. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd mention them. They're weird. They're weirdos. Marjorie something, right? A Georgia lady, I know her. Nancy Pelosi, I know her. I don't give a, I would do anything. To have another Thanksgiving with my dad or my mom, they're both gone. Right? I mean, I don't give a fuck about that. And someday, maybe it's not today, but someday you're going to feel the same way. You're going to wish you had those times back. And then just leave the politics out. They're not changing you. You're not changing them. Cool. That's the way we used to do it back in the day. And we think our grandparents are outdated and our great grandparents, but they aren't. They, were, they had a lot more grace, a lot more dignity than the rest of us show. And I was embarrassed with my tweets and going at people the other day. And I, I didn't even do anything that bad. It was just, I, I just don't want to be part of the cycle. Why are we, why am I arguing with good people that listen to my radio show, that we play fantasy together? Guys that, especially, um, I won't mention the gentleman's name just because I don't want to make this about him, but like a guy that, used to work in the industry, he and I have spent a lot of late nights drinking, smoking cigars, hanging out. I've always had great times talking to him, and I still do. We And I'll say this, we DM'd each other. We're like, dude, we're good. You know, I have my things, you have your things. Fuck yeah, baby. Let's roll. That's, that's what we do. There's nothing wrong with it. The people that tell us there's something wrong with it are trying to divide us. They are trying to divide us. But if we all got in a room and just hashed our shit out, hey, here's here's my point of view. Okay, here's my point of view. All right, that's cool. Fucking bro hug it out and we're done. 
right? I don't care about that shit. I don't care about who, what beer you drink. How fucking dumb is this Bud Light shit? You're protesting Bud Light? Who gives a fuck? Come on, man. Kid Rock is telling you to what to do. Are you fucking kidding me? You know how dumb that is? That is so fucking stupid. What, they showed a trans commercial? Okay, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if they had a big donkey waving his dick around. Who gives a shit? It's beer. Gets me drunk. They could have a... So uh, I said this to, I think, a friend of mine. They could take a uh, a hacked-off giant donkey dick, sew it on to a female from whatever and dip it in every fucking casket of makers 46 and I'll be buying one every other week who gives a shit if it's great gets me drunk it tastes good fine fuck it you know what I mean like do what you want to do if you don't like Bud Light because it's piss water then don't drink it fuck yeah who cares oh my god the things that we're doing the sacrifices we're making, thinking that like it's some giant message. It's no big message. We're screwing our lives up, y'all. Stop, stop taking the bait of poor leadership. Stop taking the bait of somebody else that the propaganda on social media. Stop taking the bait. Stop having to comment on everybody's fucking posts. You don't have to comment. The best thing you can do, especially if you're threatened by it, or you disagree with it. You know what you do? Don't pay attention. Sit. That is the worst thing any of these baiters, whether it's race bait, sex bait, political bait, sports bait, whatever the fuck it is, you know, the best way to do, ignore them. They will go away. If nobody gives them likes or favorites on both sides, Anger or or approval, it doesn't matter. They live and die by the mentions. It's a pathetic life to live, and hopefully some of you realize you're doing it too. I know I did it. I've done it. It's so stupid. I hate it. I wasted a lot of good time. One other thing, my daughter that went through all these problems. By the way, if somebody would have told me the day before I learned that my daughter was abused and, and hit. Um, I would have told you I would have killed the person. And I don't mean that as a like fun, haha. No, I mean, I would have, I thought I will kill somebody that did that to my kid. I'm willing to go down that road um, to protect my family. That not all of you would say that or do that, but that's it. Took a lot of self discovery. To, me and my wife talking about it. Me and my daughter talking about it. My daughter, who said it was, you know, <laughs> who didn't stand for it, stood up for herself and all that, all this stuff. I won't get into the whole story, but um. It was her wish that she wanted to stay with the gentleman and the guy, the guy. And at some point, I had to make that realization that the way I was brought up and raised and what I was taught to do and the way I felt best to react wasn't in the best interest of her, my family. 
the other kid's family, right? It That's not the right way to do things. It's not all about me. So I had to do, I had to make that hindsight. Mm, did I do the right thing or not? Who the fuck knows? Because the guy's a scumbag, but it's just real world stuff. That same daughter over the weekend, we had our graduation party. My other daughter graduated high school. Um, congratulations to her as well. She's been through a lot in her life, but um, the, my oldest had a stole. So she graduated from an honors college, received three degrees in three years, by the way. She graduated college, an honors college, with three degrees in just three years. She's whip smart, just like my wife. <laughs> um, but she was told to she had a stole, uh, basically a ribbon that, that she wore around herself at the graduation. And she was told that a custom to do is to award the stole of gratitude to somebody that inspired you and somebody that helped get you to that place to help you achieve. And um, she engraved it, had it engraved. And during a graduation party from my family and all our friends and everything, she uh, awarded, gave this stole of gratitude to me, in which case I broke down like a, uh, like a five-year-old crying hysterically it was the sweetest moment and a moment that I just can't even now can't talk about. It just means the world to me. And that feeling, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'm going for. I want more of that. That feeling's not easy either, by the way. It's brutal when you are so touched and so honored and so proud. It's overwhelming, but I really appreciate, I like that feeling a lot more than the feeling that I have to tell this guy why I had a colonoscopy. I have to tell the world that I like fucking uh, the guy from Florida, DeSantis, or I like I, who the fuck else. I don't know who I have. I wish I knew more political people, but I don't, or I believe in the vaccine or I don't believe in the vaccine. It's like, dude, it's none of this shit means anything. It doesn't. And I want more of that positivity in my life. I want to be more Ted Lasso, more Ted Lasso, less Ted Schuster. How about that? There we go. Accept each other's differences, accept each other's opinions. Don't agree with them. Don't be a pussy. Don't, don't just, Oh, okay. You guess you told me to do this. I'll do it. No, think for yourself, do for yourself, but honor each other. Right. Just, just say, you know what? This person has a good reason for feeling the way they did, for acting the way they did. What is it? And go from there. All right, enough about that. I spent a lot of this episode. That's potential pitfalls in life. And I'm sure some of you skip forward and that's fine. Um, latest in the draft guide over at fantasyguru.com released all the rankings and projections. My two quarterback super flex rankings are live. My top 200s are live on the site. Dynasty rankings best ball rankings, the best ball guide, the dynasty guide, all live at fantasyguru.com there. I want to talk about potential pitfalls of the 2023 NFL season. I think that's an interesting, there are, it's June. It's really early still in the process. It's never too early though. And it's worth noting that I, there are a bunch of situations 
that I'm just not sure about yet. At this point, I've I have my leanings, you know, which ways that I lean on certain things and certain backfields and quarterback con uh, um, competitions and you know all that kind of stuff. So I've got my feelings there, but like I still know, oh, it could be wrong. Six to one, half dozen other, yada yada yada, right? So um, let's start out with some of the potential pitfalls. Here are some areas that I think are red alert, very dangerous. And again, just like everything, folks, I'm not telling you to avoid all danger. I'm not telling you to be perfect. We're going to make, we're going to dive into some dangerous things. I, I got a couple players um, that I'm high on that I know are dangerous. On the show the other day, I talked about George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a huge downside there. I, I know that. I'm aware that it's a, a landmine. I think Justin Fields is a landmine. Could be. Right? There are a lot of potential uh, situations that you're you're just going to invest in because you calculate them. The key is not to be over your skis on risk. Don't be over your, don't be too safe. Don't be too in harm's way. Don't be too risky. Right. And by doing that, you're actually Javante Williams, another player. I love fucking love Javante, but we know the risk, the injury. Could they go out and sign a Zeke Elliott or somebody possibly. Right. So there's always that. So, you know, and by being neither too risky or too safe, you do wind up being, you're not in the middle. That's what you think it means. But really, that's a lot different. That's a lot different of an approach. No one to hold them, no one to be Kenny Rogers. Ted Lasso says, be a goldfish, have a short memory. I say, be Kenny Rogers, right? That's, that's. Uh, that's what it would be Kenny Rogers. That That's what I think all of us sh should be or aim to be. RIP Kenny. All right. Pitfalls of the season. You know, I think Austin Eckler contract situation. Pass catching is going to go down. He's been very touchdown dependent. I've got him at RB nine right now over at fantasyguru.com. Brees Hall, Jacobs, Najee, Harris, Nick Chubb, Saquon, Taylor, McCaffrey, Bijan all ahead of him. I could – Austin Eckler is not a first-round pick. I'm actually a little frightened to make him a second-round pick. He's starting to age out. He's undersized. He takes a lot of plays off. That's another thing you don't really understand until you watch games and you realize he's off the field a lot. So that's a potential pitfall right there. Garrett Wilson, you know how I feel about Garrett Wilson. Um, love the player. Don't he's just too rich. He's not a first round talent. He's not a first round or second round. He's not a second round talent. Not with Lazard, Miko Hardman, Brees Hall, everybody there. He's just not. He's not the next Devonta Adams. You know, I mean, the thing is, if I've talked about this a lot, if you're drafting a player. And that player has to be so far. He has to be another person. He has to be above his station. 
then you're making a mistake. That's inherently too much risk. They shouldn't have to be like somebody else in order for you to justify where you picked them. The goal and the whole point of this thing we call fantasy football and the whole point of a draft is to find those players that wind up being the next Travis Kelsey or Devontae Adams in this case or Austin Eckler, right? Find them at costs, below cost. Don't pay Eckler prices for somebody who's not Eckler just because you think they may be. I think the great case of that is the Javante Williams debate. Javante Williams very much could be Austin Eckler. He could be just, he could put up exact numbers of Eckler. He could have all those receptions in that offense, same offensive coordinators Eckler's had the last two years, right? Same one Alvin Kamara had for all those 81, 81, 81 receptions. And he's got a lot more power and physicality to finish at the goal line than Eckler ever did or Kamara. He could be at the, but if you told me, well, you, in order to get him, he's the next guy, you would have to take him in the first round. I'd say no can do. I'd say pass. Other potential pitfalls, um, Dalvin Cook, the Minnesota running backs. I think that I, I am waiting to really talk about this. I haven't discussed it on the Sirius XM show yet. I am not sold that Alexander Madison is just free and easy, this the starter and lead back. Dalvin Cook, it looks like, is going to be jettisoned from the Vikings. I'm going to try to trade him. I hope Miami trade. If Miami trades for him, I'm way in. I'm all the way fucking in on Dalvin Cook. If Denver trades for him, I'm going to be fucking furious. But then I'd still be in. Almost any other team, I'm probably going to be not, I'm not going to be a buyer, but everyone assumes, all right, now it's just Alexander Madison. Over the last week, Madison has soared up draft boards by 22 places, right? Alexander Madison's now being drafted in the same arena as DeAndre Swift, Damian Pierce, Cam Akers, Isaiah Pacheco. He's being drafted ahead of James Conner out of your fucking minds. Ahead of Javante Williams? Come on. No, no bueno there. No. I am fine with it, but they drafted Ty Chandler in the fifth round last year and Dwayne McBride go back and read our scouting reports at fantasyguru.com. You have access to view of the draft guide. Um, the all in package, I should say Dwayne McBride had a real, he had a, the only problem with him at Alabama, Birmingham is fumbling, but I went and studied the tape and his fumbling problem. Wasn't a contact problem. It wasn't that he kept fumbling, because of contact. It was actually loose ball. He just didn't have proper positioning. Right? It was crazy. So, um, Dwayne McBride is a dark horse to be there. I, th I think this Minnesota backfield is going to be up for grabs. I think Chandler, McBride, or Madison, each any one of them could win the job. And that makes me want to stay away. That's why I think it's a huge pitfall. Other pitfalls, running backs, fuck. Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, they're both holding out. We got the report the other day, Jacobs is not under contract with the Raiders, which is fascinating because he was offered the franchise tag but didn't take it, evidently. 
So he doesn't have a contract. He's not anywhere near this facility. He wants a deal. I love Josh Jacobs. If he's on the franchise tag one year, one more year, play like he did last year and he'll get a big contract. That's the way it looks. But I don't think Jacobs or his representatives, they know the marketplace for running backs and they're not taking it. So that's a dangerous situation now. In June, everything's great in June. But when we get to late July and training camp opens, we get to the beginning of August, this will be a complete and utter stay away situation on both counts, Saquon and Josh Jacobs, until we can get clarification. All right. Um, other potential pitfalls here. How about the 49ers offense? Are we sure on this? Based on what what the what are we sure about? The 49ers still don't have an offensive coordinator. They brought in, I'm not sure about the 49ers. They brought in Steve Wilkes as defense coordinator. He did a hell of a job in Carolina as the head coach. But Wilkes runs a different defense than what uh, Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans had done. So now he, you're trying to fit square pegs and round holes here. You're also doing the dual offensive coordinator thing. Well, they're not coordinators. Kubiak and Chris Forster. Forster's an offensive line coach, longtime guy. Son Kubiak, also more of an offensive line guy, runs that zone scheme that we love. But um, the offensive line took massive hits. This offensive line is hanging by a thread, and that thread is a, uh, a rapidly aging 34 almost five, yeah, 35-year-old Trent Williams whose play has gone down each of the last two years. First year is great. It's gone down. And then, so we are uncertain at quarterback. We have the most injury-prone running back in the history of the National Football League as the centerpiece. We've got a big, uh, the most sporadic wide receiver in Brandon Ayuk. You've got another injury concern in Debo Samuel. Again, I do love Debo for the record. But I also acknowledge that it's there's a risk and an inherent risk there to him. So this entire offense, I think, is scary. And George Kittle's always hurt. So the offensive line's in shambles. You don't have anybody necessarily coordinating the offense. It may be Brock Purdy, maybe Sam Darnold. To you know, Darnold's failed. Lance has shown he's failed and has been injury prone. Brock Purdy's a Mister Irrelevant from a year ago that had like four really good games. And we think it's the entire world. So Jesus, that's that's a potential pitfall. The entire, I can see the 49ers castle crumbling very easily this year. And for those who don't think so, go back and look at the Rams last year. All it would take to sink this team. Purdy doesn't play as well as we thought, right? He's not a transcendent talent anymore. Nick Posa getting hurt on the defensive line, which he's been hurt each of the last two years. And Trent Williams to get to go down on the offense. That happens, and this team could be five and twelve this season. Be careful with them. Here's a team I talked about on uh, Sirius XM. I talked about the Washington Commanders. Now I'm a Sam Howell fan. I, I like him. I think he's got a little bit of that swag. But it was it came out the other day, and we talked about it on air that this isn't a guarantee Sam Howell is his offense. Ron Rivera said it's Jacoby Brissett, who got a good deal from Washington, and Sam Howell. They're competing for the job. Now, 
I strongly believe Howell will win. I think that's what the coaching staff wants anyway. But remember what's been going on with Washington last couple of years? They brought in Carson Wentz and then fucked him for t- Taylor Heineke. That's a disaster, right? So, I, I mean, they've been playing musical quarterbacks each of the last couple of years, and they wouldn't put it past Rivera to do it again. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, go to the Raiders. We'll talk about Josh Jacobs, but Jimmy Grapple, who's quarterback in the Raiders? I'll say, I believe Grapple will be fine. I really do believe that. And with Garoppolo being fine, no reason to worry about Devontae Adams. However, I can, if Garoppolo isn't fine, and remember, they have an out. They don't have to pay him Jack's shit at all in Las Vegas if he's not healthy. Brian Hoyer and Adrian O'Connell, or I'm sorry, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, the rookie fourth-round pick, out of Purdue, like uh, that is going to be a detriment to the Devontae Adams. So the Raiders have some issues right there. Garoppolo can support Devontae Adams being a first round or top six wide receiver. But O'Connell and Hoyer cannot. All right. Other pitfalls across the league. Uh what about the players that haven't signed or we don't know yet? I think I am waiting to be ass fucked in the ass by Zeke Elliott and or DeAndre Hopkins right now. Zeke Elliott is going to just utterly buttfuck somebody and not in a good way, in a real bad way. He's going to end up like landing on the fucking Broncos. Or like some team that he just like Carolina. It's like, oh fuck. San we've identified Mal Sanders. He's he's a value right now at the running back position. Talked about that one or two podcasts ago. You know, Miles Sanders going RB19, end of the fifth round, sixth round. It's a great value pick right now. Zeke Elliott comes there and takes away. Uh, touch is fucked. You know, Zeke's not even, gonna, he's not going to do anything. So there's not really in a big investable asset. It's just going to screw us. And DeAndre Hopkins too. Quite frankly, I'm, I talked about the risks I'm willing to take. Kadarius Tony is mind boggling what a bad risk it is. Ted Schuster won't even speak to me about Kadarius Tony because he's appalled that I would take this opportunity, right? He's appalled that I, and I don't blame him. I do not blame him, but I'm still going to do it because I'm choosing. Uh, I am choosing to take on that risk because I think the reward is worth it. So, I mean, shit. That's an important one. I don't know where they sign. I don't know where DeAndre Hopkins goes. Right? If he goes to Chiefs and it will screw Kadarius Tony massively. Although I will, it's early enough right now that I, I hope this happens before July. So I can, I'll get every bit of Hopkins. Just so you know, he goes to Kansas city. I think he may be a first round wide receiver. No matter what is said, I don't give a fuck what they say about his role. Patrick Mahomes will throw. And I, I think 
Hopkins will actually hurt Travis Kelsey. I've had to do a lot of this game by game. What happens as I do my projections over at fantasyguru.com. And as I look at Hopkins in Kansas City, I, it's fucking six to midnight, no doubt about that. But the game by game uh, regression from Travis Kelsey's plate is something to look at. We've got age factors in that offense. You've got snap counts in that offense. They're pulling off of Kelsey a little bit. And I'm still okay. I got him sixth overall still. But Hopkins signs there and Kelsey's out of the first round for me. Still the number one tight end. But out of the first round. Alvin Kamara, his lingering suspension. You know, I heard my good friend Bob Harris um, talking about this. Uh, one day last week, he said, hey, Bob doesn't believe that Camara will even play at all. He thinks it's very likely or very possible, at least, that it's a full season suspension for Camara. And, you know, that's smart. It's true. I have Camara relatively high in my rankings right now over at Fantasy Guru. Like, I, the way I look at it, it's the same way I looked at it for Hopkins last year. Kamara, I have 25th right now. So missing six games, missing eight games, it's brutal, no doubt. But when you can build a team, build somebody with an early, an easier, early, or easier matchups in the early portion of the season, knowing you then get a rested and rejuvenated DeAndre Hopkins or Alvin Kamara, well... I kind of like that. I can build a team that um, remember how I feel about fantasy football. I never give a flying fuck. I don't give a flying fuck about the beginning of the season. I just don't want to get too far behind. What I want to do is make my run. Fantasy football playoffs start like week 12 for me. And that's it. I have to, every week from week 12, that's when I have to hit the ground running. That's where I have to hit every mark and be perfect. Win, 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 championship. And Hopkins, when he got back uh, last year, right out of the gate, week seven, eight, nine, to, I, this dude was out of control. And nobody, we didn't give a shit. Oh, no, we didn't have him six weeks. Didn't even matter. Now then Kyler goes down, you know, he has that. 10 target, one catch game, which is just appalling, and then sits the final two. It's like, oh, shit. So that screwed you in that regard. But getting Camaro back, I'd, I'd play that game. And the way I would draft it right now, if I was drafting Alvin Camaro, is it's, it's why I like the tandem backfield idea with, let's say, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Okay, I, I like that. I like getting... Maybe it's your second, maybe it's your third running back. Maybe you get a Miles Sanders, a Joe Mixon who is a value, DeAndre Swift, Damian Pierce who are value, Isaiah Pacheco, okay? I think these are assets. Um, Samaj P. Ryan later on. I, I like the idea of drafting P. Ryan in the ninth or what, ninth, 10th round and also and having, but drafting... Drafting P. Ryan as your fourth running back, Kamara as your third, because I think you could start P. Ryan right out of the gate first few weeks of the season, assuming it's a six to eight week suspension. If though Bob Harris is right and there, it is a pitfall. 
it is a, a risk. And I'm much more tepid right now about Camara with Bob, who's very a sound of reason and judgment, saying that. So that's another pitfall. Cam Akers, I mean, come on. I talked about this. A lot of these guys were on the previous pod when I talked about guys I'm not in this year. Why are we just declaring Cam Akers as a thing? They wanted to cut his ass last year. Not just last year. Middle of the year. They had no choice. That's another place Zeke Elliott may go, by the way. Zeke going to the Rams would not be surprising. And all bets are off at that point. Until somebody shows me one single NFL running back that has a productive 8 to 16, eight to 17 weeks. Let's go this, 10 to 17 weeks post-Achilles surgery. When you show me one example, I will start believing. Right? I will start believing. Until then, no freaking way. I cannot. I'm not buying it. I outright refuse. Other uh, situations, Anthony Richardson, you guys got to be careful with this shit, right? Um, That is a real bad investment in a redraft league. You don't invest in that. You don't take chances on fucking rookie quarterbacks. If you're in a two- QB league, super flexy. Of course. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different. Keeper league, dynasty league, totally different. But in a single quarterback redraft league, your standard setup, you're out of your mind. No reason in the free world to draft him over a over Russell Wilson or Matt Stafford or you know any other late round guy. Jared Goff. At this point, Aaron Rodgers, even Daniel Jones, even Kirk Cousins, even no fucking reason. You can't justify that. But yet, you know, all those players, Anthony Richardson is going off quarterback 10 right now in best ball. Over Dak Prescott, over Tua. Oh, you guys are crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. That's just bananas to me. So don't do that either. Um, what else we got? Oh, uh, other pitfalls. Oh, one. Let's talk though. I talked about Dalvin Cook a little bit, but let's also talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I don't trust this. I know the division's bad. The Vikings had the most historic season ever. For those who fell asleep or maybe you're in your Christmas mode the end of last year, the Vikings won 11 games by one score. It's the most in NFL history. It's never happened before. It's unbelievable. Their record, if you reverse every one score game that they had, I think they only lost one, if I'm not mistaken, one one score game. No, they didn't lose a one score game. Not one of them, their four losses was a one-score game. They got blown out in their four losses. They're the only team ever in history to win 13 or more games with a negative point differential. Crazy shit, man. Just fucking crazy. And the fact that they don't have Adam Thielen there anymore, Justin Jefferson is going to get every attention, all the attention. Kirk Cousins is 35. 
35, right, this season? 35 years old. He's no he's no youngster anymore. A lot of QBs fall off. If they don't have Dalvin Cook, they don't have Adam Thielen. It's all about Justin Jefferson. TJ Hawkinson would be a nice tight end, of course. But, I mean, there's a lot here that is scary. Defensively, they made some good. I like the moves that the Vikings made, but they were fifth. They gave up the fifth most points last year in the entire league. They gave up the second most yards in the entire league, and they were 13 and four. That is red hot scorching fire, y'all. That is fire. Big time pitfalls, big time concerns for that Minnesota Viking team. So be very, very careful with that. All right, I think I gave enough of the pitfalls for this season, uh, for this episode, I should say. You know, we'll update it throughout. Yes, for those who've been asking, my big breakdown of my surprise team of the 2023 season is coming up soon. Uh, we got a lot of fire episodes coming at you. We've got the big Fantasy Guru Roundtable talking draft guide with Armando Marsal, Russell Clay, Tyler Beaker. That's coming up next week. Then we got a big special with my team of the season, which team will I be investing in? Hit me up at Jeff underscore man. if you venture your guesses or in the comments section, wherever you're downloading this podcast, by the way, Podbean and Spotify and SXM app, Pandora, iTunes, Apple play, Apple, or I'm sorry, Google play store. Leave those comments really, really helps. Appreciate each and every one of you tuning into the show week after week and doing it. Um, this is this was an episode, and I don't know how it's going to go. I'm sure I offended some of you. I'm sure. I know you don't like hearing it. I wouldn't, don't think that, like, there's no gotcha moment here, folks. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know that I poked you in your chest with some of the words I said earlier. The political stuff. Mind you, I didn't say a fucking thing political but you'll take it political. And that's a you problem, not a me problem, right? That's a you problem. It's why your life is so unhappy, some of you, right? Your life becomes unhappy because you're tied to this thing that really, it shouldn't define you because you're a good people. You're a good person. And your beliefs are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. But having to force them upon everybody, that's the real fucking problem. Right. That's the real fucking problem. So anyway, thank you guys for riding out. Those who listen to the end, appreciate you. Those of you who can suck it up, even though you disagreed with some or everything I said, appreciate each and every one of you. Remember 2023 fantasy football draft guide live at fantasyguru.com. Early bird prices there. Now get their bold predictions, player outlooks, don't skip the player outlooks. If you want to know what we think about any quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, we did a player profile on every single fucking player, almost every player, in the league. It's already there for you. The best ball guide is there. The dynasty guide. I mean, these are 10, 12, 14-piece guides within the guides that are already live. All the rankings are live. Dynasty, top 200, 2QB, IDP, rookies, PPR, non-PPR projections are all locked and loaded. 
So get over there, jump in Discord, say hello to me and the entire team at fantasyguru.com and get it while the prices are right for you. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. Just like every episode, this one is no different. You may di- you may disagree with some or every single thing you heard on today's show. And ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned throughout, it is perfectly okay. Because this, this was just one man's opinion. We'll see you next time, everybody. Deuce! Deuce!